My name is Sean Jordan. Welcome to the Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. Here we'll be discussing the history and legacy behind disabled hunters, trappers, anglers, and how they adapt and persevere in the woods, on the line, and on the water. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I'd like to introduce our guest, Ronnie Garner Jr., owner and founder of uh, G1 Outdoors LLC, whose mission is to provide all outdoorsmen the ability to enjoy the outdoors with hunting, a hunting blind that exceeds today's production line hunting blinds. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Glad to be here. Well, thank you for coming on. So I just want to get into when did the company start? How did it start? Uh, I've had a couple of businesses along the way over the years. Um, I started this business about a year ago. Uh, didn't really have any aspirations of building blinds a- as a business, so to speak. Um, it just kind of came about. I started building a few for myself and, and people started liking them. So I started building more and, and then started selling them. And then one thing led to another. And here we are almost a year later. Nice. Uh, with the G1 blinds. Nice. Yeah, that's usually how that work plays out. I mean, you see m- most businesses start up and they're like, you know, I'm going to do this because I see the blinds or the calls or the gear that most people use. I can do this better. And mm-hmm. then here it comes. And people are like, hey, can you make me one? Make them more. Then slowly build up and yep, there. you know, and and I won't I won't even go so far as to say that that I had the thought process that I could um, you know build them better mm-hmm. uh, initial at least early on um, because there are a, ru- a lot of really nice blinds out on the market. There's a lot of um, and, and realistically trying to compete with the big names like muddy and ambush and, and mm-hmm. redneck blinds and, and those guys is it's, it's virtually impossible. If you really want me to be honest with you, as far as um, being able to produce what they can produce and keep up with the, the demand, if it's there, mm-hmm. uh, they've got the, they've got the market pretty well cornered, but, um, and that's great. I mean, they, they do build a, a good quality blind and a beautiful blind and, and, you know, they put out a good product. Mm-hmm. Um, so building something that's better uh, than what they put out wasn't wasn't on my mind. It was it was building something different. Yeah, uh, that was on my mind. What was your initial thought for building the blind? I mean, obviously it was for just for you, but what did you want out of it that translated to something everybody wanted? Uh, so again, early on, I wanted to build something that when you put it in the field, it would be there for 30 years. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to build something that, you know, five years down the road, it's falling apart or if the wind blows it over, it just crumbles or, um, I wanted something strong, well-made that would last, you know, when you're putting as much money into these blinds as, as, as a consumer, yeah, I, I like to put myself in the consumer's uh, shoes, yeah. so to speak. So if I'm paying 
four plus thousand dollars for a blind. Um, my thought is, or my hope is that it, it's there for a really long time. I don't have to do anything to it except go out and get in it and hunt and not, and close it back up. And then it's there next year, ready to go. Maybe bug bomb it every so often to get rid of it. Every so often. Yeah. You know, just the normal stuff, but, but outside of that, it's, it's, it's there. Yeah. It's amazing Um, how hornets can get into those things. That's another thing, right? I mean, these blinds are so, so I, I put vents in them just to keep them from being hot. So, so airtight that, uh, you can't get any air movement or, or, you know, if you sealed up the windows, you come back and it's, you know, things start to, you know, glue comes apart, you know, whatever the case may be. But, uh, so, so there's a vent in them for that. Um, but I really feel like, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but I feel like where I'm at now with the oversized door and the ramp and the handicap access that all, uh, all handicap chairs or, or track chairs or whatever can, can access and get inside these blinds. That's, that's really, um, yeah, that's, that's the difference in my company and most. Yeah. Now, I know we talk about all the chairs and you've seen what the chairs that I'm talking about and I'm just going to get into it, but I know that the Outrider Coyote is a lot lower in mm-hmm. profile than the track chair, which, so would you be able to move the windows up and down to those custom place then? So, so that's, so for Jay, for example, mm-hmm. I, I put his windows exactly where he wanted them. Okay. Um, so that's another thing. I don't, you know, the little comments you made about my, the product, you know, the production line. And the reason I put that in there is because I don't just build 10 or 12 of these and set them out here and say, you know, they're pre-built. You come get them. Yeah. The windows are all the same. You got to adjust to the window. I, I don't, I don't like to do that. No, I can do that, but I'd much rather say, come to me. Let's figure out where your height for your window needs to be. Mm-hmm. Do you want them vertical or do you want them horizontal? How do you want your windows orientated and what at, at what height hmm. to fit you and your specific needs and then build that blind to you? Nice. So that that's my thought process is to just build them for the customer that's 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 buying the blind that way it's set up for them because all these chairs have you know a person might sit need a window that's 40 inches to the middle and then the next guy might need 45 mm-hmm. and when you when you're playing with a 12 inch uh it doesn't take long you can if your chair sets lower like the coyote like you're talking mm-hmm. then you how do you shoot out that window if it's too high yep so that's 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 another unique feature about G1 is we we want to focus on building a blind for the individual that that's going to be using it. Not, yeah. not a generic set of plans that you have to adapt to as a person. Yeah. I know when my stepdad and I built the hunting blind we have, I set it up for a, you know, standard, uh, p- compact, you know, lawn chair that, you mm-hmm. know, folds out from that, 
with that netting or whatnot and mm-hmm. you know old school new one of those older style chairs and then when mm-hmm. i switched over to a director style chair which was a godsend because i don't need mm-hmm. a heat, pa- heat pad on that thing at all right right it raised me up so i had set the height originally for that right and then right. when i switched chairs now i'm at a slight disadvantage when it comes to the deer being able to see me well think about this for a second and you know and, and like i said i i started this company almost a year ago but i i'd been thinking about this company and and what i would want to do with it for way longer than that looking at the materials that that i would use for this for way longer than that so i did research for a couple of years prior to even starting the, the business so but think about this for a second you take a kid in the woods Mm-hmm. You set them in a blind, and let's say the the windows are at thirty six inches, right? Just for, and this kid can't see out this window because he's too short, yeah, or he's too tall, or he can't get comfortable and he makes a bad shot on an animal. Mm-hmm. Same thing can be said for disabled outdoorsmen or mm-hmm. even non disabled outdoorsmen. If your window height or orientation is not comfortable. If you're not comfortable, you could potentially make a bad shot. I agree. And and, I, and that goes for anybody. Mm-hmm. So again, my thought process is to uh, build a blind specific to the person that's going to be using it. That way they can be the most comfortable that they can be. Nice therefore potentially making the best shot they can make. Yeah. Cause the last thing you want to do is wound an animal, um, because you were in an awkward position trying to make a shot. Yeah. I understand that one. So what type of accessories do you provide with your blinds? I know I went on the website a while back and I looked around and I was like cup holder, charger solar panel is this a hotel yeah you know we can we can kind of custom retrofit these things to to whatever a person wants i mean in in your standard blind you're going to have a shelf and you're going to have you know uh i typically will put a hook to hang a backpack on and a um a place to hang you know lean your 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 rifle against and so i have these little brackets that hold your rifle and I'll typically kind of just put those in a standard blind. But if you want a solar panel, we can throw that on there. If you Mm -hmm. want the, the charging bank, we can put that in there so you can run a silent fan if it's hotter out, or you can charge your cell phone or your cameras if you're videoing things. Um, Mm -hmm. So we got that option. We've got uh, the little Mr. Buddy heaters with the propane connectors and you could put a five, five pound bottle or 20 pound bottle outside the blind and, and run to the quick connect and, and keep the blind warm if it's cold outside, you know, and, and I use, a, um, an ABS material and, uh, and I build these custom little cup holders and mm-hmm. little shelves and, you know, all these other little things that we can throw on the blind. Uh, if a guy wants them or I, gal, right. I keep thinking this one. It's like, okay, you want to get out to your blind the day before and treat it like it's a freaking cut, put a cot, fold away cot or a hammock in there. And Hey, you know what? 
I, I'm not, I'm not beyond putting, uh, putting those in there either. If that's what we need to do. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. What is that? Seven feet. You said across it's seven, seven and a half, one direction and six foot the other way. I mean, I, I've even looked at potentially on the seven and a half foot, uh, run is to put a, like a little bench seat in those corners. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to bring kids out and they can just kind of sit there, or you can just use it as a, a place to sit stuff. Oh yeah. Um, you know, phone holders and all those different things. So, you know, we've got an array of, of options. And if there's something on the website that or something not on the website that a guy might want, mm-hmm. just let me know and we'll figure it out. Cause I'm all about making sure the person and the consumer uh, is happy with their product. Right. Yeah. You can turn one of those into literally a hunting blind slash cabin. <laughs> it's funny you say that we've had people come over and, and look at them and, and, um, man, just put a, put an air conditioner unit, like a RVAC on top and a little wall heater and you got a little place to stay, you know, just making jokes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yep, and but, knowing some people, they would actually try and do that too. I wouldn't put, you know, it wouldn't surprise me, and it's not a bad idea. Oh. And, you know, if you needed to. Heck, you have one of those remote areas, like somebody who owns a lot of property, and they have a remote mm-hmm. area where they have a great view lane, which they've already carved out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They can just turn that thing into a cabin, put a little stu- wood stove inside of it, keep it nice and toasty, wake up in the morning, have their coffee, and sit down and yep. wait on the deer to come out. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you <laughs> there's so many different uses for these things, you know. I mean, you if, if you got deer that are coming in in the morning time and you don't want to spook them, you can mm-hmm. spend the night in a, in a, you know, a sleeping bag and get up the next morning and already be in the blind and, they never hear you coming because you're already there. You right. Know? Heck, yeah. And you're all yeah. nice and comfy. You don't even have to change clothes. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so what inspired you to make it specifically? I know that we have a lot of different blinds that have that specification, but what made you design one specifically for people with accessibility disabilities? You know, um, long story short uh mutual friends uh introduced me to to mr j youngblood and i'll be 100 percent honest with you up until about two months ago or mm-hmm. well i guess it's probably been three or four months ago now i never even really thought about the handicap excess and mm-hmm. you know and, and, and all of this stuff and and um when Jay approached me and we put together this plan, um, man, we really got to doing some research and Jay actually had been looking for a blind that would accommodate his track chair on the market for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I won't say the name, but there's only one other blind out there that was even close. And, and, uh, it's access is 38 inches, uh, inside the door. Mm-hmm. So, if, when you got almost a 41 inch wide track chair, 38 inches is three inches too short. Yeah. So, uh, Jay and I got together and I called my door company that builds my doors and, and told them what I wanted and they jumped right on it. Uh, 
told them what I was doing and, and we put together a plan and they built my doors. Uh, in the meantime, I built the blind to accommodate that door and we, uh, incorporated a ramp, yeah. uh, an aluminum ramp to give, to give access. And so long story short, I wanted to do something that no other blind company on the market was doing. Mm-hmm that would focus on a group of hunters or outdoorsmen that I think the market has left behind. I agree. Now, now whether that, whether the market left that group of people behind because they didn't see, um, a financial gain in that market or whether it was because they just didn't want to, um, they didn't care about that group or they wasn't thinking about that group, whatever the case was. Uh, I think this was, I think this is a group of folks that have been forgotten as far as from the big companies out there and, uh, or not thought about. Yeah. And so G one's proud to say that we have the widest handicap accessible entry door on the market for a hunting blind. Yeah. Um, and I hope, I hope that we can, I hope that by doing that, we get people out in the woods that otherwise won't be able to, other than maybe with a, you know, a, a collapsible ground blind type th- situation. So, yeah. um, but, but to keep those, to keep those folks warm, dry and, and, uh, you know, be able to hunt and, and get out and, and enjoy the outdoors. That's my goal. Yeah. I know I talked to a buddy of mine recently when I was showing him the blinds and he never, he just saw them for the first time. And he was like, holy cow, you can fit three people in there with a single track chair. Absolutely. And, and it can go in no problem. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now obviously uh, he, he said even he, the one he, he had a previous blind that, yeah, every time he ran over the he ran over the door with the uh, to get in, it literally just unevened and was about ready to collapse in on him. Basically, yeah, that was another thing that I um, that I put a lot of focus in. Now, I, I will tell you that G one's blinds, these handicap accessible blinds, are heavier mm-hmm. uh, than your average blind on the market. Most most blinds on the market are pretty lightweight. You can pick them up with a small tractor and, and move them wherever you want. My blinds are heavier. And, and I'll just say that for two reasons. One, the wind's not going to blow them over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, I put enough reinforcement. Those, those track chairs are 450 pounds without the person in them. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that when they go in and out of there, there's no give that they're fully supported uh, and they feel they feel comfortable sitting in that blind. Um, the doors, there's no issue going in and out with the doors. So uh, we really put a lot of time and, and energy into making sure that these blinds are are there yeah. for a long time. So for the 42 inch door, so if somebody's in a track chair, how would they close the door if it's swung all the way open? Would they have to go out there and grab it, or is there like a line nope. or something? Nope. So uh, that you may not be able to see it in the videos that that are on the website or on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, what I did was I, I bought a handle that's, um, it's just a plastic handle. Um, 
and I took it with me when I when I went and delivered Jay's blind. Yeah, I had Jay get in the blind, turn three sixty and face the door, and then I bolted the the door handle to the inside of the door where he can easily reach and grab it and pull the door closed from inside the blind. Nice. So he's got a second handle right close to the hinges that will allow him just to reach and grab it, pull the door around to him and then snap and then, you know, uh, close the door latch. And you may be able to see it in some of those videos. I believe it is actually in a couple of the videos, but that was a, that was a thing that I wanted to wait until mm-hmm. we were in the field and he was inside the blind to add it. So I'd know where he wanted it for him. Yep. And that's actually pretty good because that way somebody's not guessing and say, Oh, this looks great. I wouldn't, you know, they're in a freaking regular chair and not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a wheelchair or a power chair or anything like that where, mm-hmm. Hey, that grab is a lot different. Well, and again, again, G1's focus is to make sure that the consumer, the person buying that blind, mm-hmm. that it fits them, right? I wanted I wanted to make sure Jay felt comfortable where he was going to have to lean and reach to grab the handle and yeah. put it where he wanted it. Um, so, you know, for all intents and purposes, these are basically a custom-built blind for that person that's buying that blind. Nice. Now, so, you, oh, you can go ahead. No. No, go right ahead. Now, do you deliver just locally right now, or do you start? Have you started shipping to other states? I'm looking at uh, freight options currently. So, uh, freight is rather expensive mm-hmm. <laughs> to have these things shipped. Uh, actually, I was going to ship one to Illinois here uh, a couple months ago, and and the freight was outrageous. So currently, I'm. I'm personally shipping these things or, or delivering these things, yeah. uh, you know, within a few hundred miles of home. Um, and so my 19 year old son, uh, is here. And so I'm going to start having him deliver a few blinds here and there. And yeah. so hopefully, hopefully he can, uh, he can help me with distribution and, and we can start growing this thing a little bit. Yeah. It's cheaper to use gas money than it is to ship freight. That's right. You know, I, I've got a trailer. It's hooked to the truck right now, actually. So um, we throw them on the trailer and, and take them to the person and, and set them up. And, you know, and I think that really kind of uh, that kind of adds to the value a little bit. Yeah. Just my personal opinion is, you know, this guy doesn't have to pay somebody to come and get this blind, bring it to his house mm-hmm. or his property, set it up for him. Um that's that's kind of part of what G one does, right? We we within a reasonable distance, we'll bl- we'll bring it to you. We'll help you set it up. We'll make sure you're comfortable. We'll put your door handle inside the door where you can help close the door from inside the blind, mm-hmm. um, and, and make sure that you're happy with your investment. Uh, yeah, you know. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The I'm I've been yawning all day myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, humidity went up in the house and that's when I start yawning real right. bad. Yes. But so if you were to expand out, you'd probably get like a uh truck with a trailer on it that has a tr- a forkluft or whatnot and you can literally just set it up so if you're gonna mm-hmm. move further out of the state, have three different blinds further out and 
probably have a shipping crew or whatnot. And right, yeah. So I'm kind of looking at it, it's early on uh, for it to be honest, but I'm I'm looking ahead far enough that um, you know if good Lord willing, if this thing does grow and and we can we can expand a little bit. I'm looking at, you know, buying a 40 or 50 foot gooseneck trailer and, uh, you know, one of those forklifts that, that goes in the back of the trailer mm-hmm. and, and you just hook it to the Duramax and take off, you know, and go deliver them and set them up. You know, that, that's kind of, that's kind of the hope, you know, my 19 year old son, uh, is going to help me bl- build these blinds and, you know, on the weekends, him and his girlfriend, they can jump in the truck and go deliver two or three over here and I can go mm-hmm. deliver a couple over there. And, um, you know, that's kind of how transport's going to be yep. initial, you know? Well, I mean, most of the company, these companies have their own trucking essentially that moves everything for them because can't afford to pay a freight. No, you know, especially as a small business, it, it's too expensive to, to have someone come here loaded on their trailer deliver it to a location and unload it uh, because typically they're not going to have a forklift. So you got to, you got to figure out how to get somebody there with a forklift or a tractor to get it off of their trailer. Uh, so it, it, there's a lot of uh, logistics that goes into that. And I'd much rather just yeah do my own thing. It's kind of hilarious. The gas prices are, it's even as they are right now, it's still cheaper to do the do it manually than by freight. Absolutely. And then it gives me that personal ability with the consumer, right? I mean, yep. it, it gives me the ability to shake hands with the guy that's buying my product. Yep. That way, if they are displeased, you get to see their face firsthand or if they're very happy. Same thing. You know, e- either way, mm-hmm. um, I get to I get to see that reaction. And it, if they're displeased, I got to give me a chance to make it right. So yep. uh, hopefully nobody's displeased so far. So good. Um but but seeing smiles and seeing people's faces and that's you know that's what it's all about especially those that that forgotten group of, of folks um yeah you know most most a lot of disabled outdoorsmen are veterans a lot of those guys have fought for their mm-hmm. for their ability to hunt and our ability to hunt yep and and this this is just a little way that I can give a little bit of that back. Yeah. Um, you know, get give them a, a chance to enjoy what I I love, which is the outdoors. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know I was talking to Impact Outdoors in New Mexico, and they were talking to a guy who's out on the East Coast about duck blind boats, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they asked about a one that can fit somebody with a disability Mm -hmm. and the guy literally said i never thought about that before and Mm -hmm. they literally shipped one to new mexico Um, Mm -hmm. one of their guys actually drove it all the way to one area and somebody you know relayed it all the way down to new mexico yep and the guy did it for free basically say here it is yeah. I made it specifically for this. And you don't see a lot of that because no. until somebody asks about it, because nobody's thinking about it as I'm right. Like it. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's another, and, and I don't want to reveal too much uh, at this point in time, but we're looking at, we're also looking at duck blinds that will accommodate track chairs. We're also looking at, um, right. 
you know, uh, little, little, um, I'll just call them boats for the moment. Uh, <laughs> little, little boats that will accommodate track chairs. Um, nice. you know, all there, there, there's a few things out there that we're looking at mm-hmm. e- expanding to. So, um, it'll take a little time to get there, but, but we, we've got some things on our mind that we'd like to expand also. I, I'm not going to push to see what they are. You, you work on <laughs> what you guys work on. Yes, but, sir. So how long have you been in the outdoors? I started Lifer? bow hunting. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm 43 this past May. Um, I started bow hunting when I was eight years old with my mm-hmm. uncle. Um, and I think I was, I bow hunted every year with him from eight until I was 13 when I killed my first deer finally. So five years of hunting, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and finally killed my first deer when I was 13. I think I was. Um, and so, yeah, I've been, I've been. Pretty much. I mean, thank God my uncle was there to help me with, you know, to get me involved with the outdoors and, and, um, uh, got me into bow hunting and, and all that stuff. And it's, you know, it's pretty much a way of life anymore. Matter of fact, our season up opens up here in South Carolina on Tuesday. Deer season? Yeah. Yep. Wow. In zone three in South Carolina, we, we, our rifle and bow season opens up August 15th through january 1st what the heck it's crazy isn't it yeah uh ronnie Ronnie won't work tuesday (laughs) ronnie's gonna be in the deer stand tuesday morning ice for my state august 15th is squirrel season yeah Mm -hmm. and then dove starts in september i don't get to see uh doe a single deer in terms of hunting till october 1st yep and and same thing where I'm from, Louisiana. October first is your uh, archery season starts, and no- November 18th or so, deer season, gun season comes in. Yeah. Um, but this zone in South Carolina has the earliest and the longest uh, season. Yeah. That I know of of any state. Yeah, I mean, I have never heard of a state that literally has firearms in the same length time as archery exactly that it's so weird but uh you know i'm not going to argue with it because uh you know it gives us a chance to get out in the woods and before it gets cold yeah although it's really it's really too hot to hunt right now but oh um i will hunt tuesday morning put an air conditioning (laughs) unit in that dang thing you'll be hunting the rest (laughs) of the season yeah no questions asked oh honey i'm gonna go and there's a blind of mine in uh arizona or new mexico (laughs) in the sonora desert you know peak summer air conditioning running we're good yep get it so it's hooked up to the solar panels and it it can power (laughs) the lights and it can power the ac unit and you're like yeah, no. Heater? Yep. Yeah, I got a gas heater for that. That's fine. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we'll uh yeah, I'm at least gonna hunt the morning, Tuesday yeah. morning, and see what happens. I've got a pretty nice buck that's coming in 
Well, most mornings, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, you tell me when the AC unit hits. I'm going to be. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll, volunteer, I'll volunteer as a test subject. That's just, right. Just ship one here. I'll set it up. <laughs> I'll review it. I'll do a whole spiel. A- AC unit. Yep. Okay. You guys start getting pretty chilly. What? November? It starts getting cool up there, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, we've had a couple of warm times. It's taken a little bit longer a couple of years to get colder but when it does it does i mm-hmm, mean mm-hmm, I've, mm-hmm. i remember going out to the blind one time and you could just yeah you know we're sweating a little bit walking out there and then we start seeing snowfall and then we just start mm-hmm. seeing it just drop in cold temperatures and you can start seeing your breath but then you freeze then you freeze because you were sweating going oh out. no 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 I, I i learned the hard way that time uh, i've learned the hard way since then it's like you're starting to sweat take your layers off take your That's layers right. off till you cool down granted the overalls don't come off but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean it's you take the layers off you're nice and cool okay i'm starting to get cold put a layer mm-hmm. on mm-hmm, and rinse and repeat and pretty soon you're all bundled up and everything you came out with that's right that's right now how (laughs) cold does it get down in south carolina you know um it it doesn't usually get very very cold Mm -hmm. although we had about two weeks this year uh this past season that was low teens it was pretty chilly for about two weeks i mean wow i i don't get cold uh, my wife, my wife makes fun of me all the time because I'll walk around outside in a t-shirt and shorts when it's 25 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was frigid. I imagine. So it was pretty, it was pretty chilly, uh, for about two weeks. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, for the most part, thirties, 25, 30 degrees, not, mm. you know, not terrible. Yeah, so and that's in, a short that's a short season too. So I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It's all winter doesn't last as long down there at where <laughs> you guys are at than it does where I'm at. Mm-mm, and mm-mm. even then, my winters don't last as long as the ones farther north. I right. saw this uh, post on I think either Facebook or Instagram recently. Guides in Wyoming are getting 38 degree temperatures in the morning right now. <laughs> right. In August, yeah, and it's um, it's six oh four in the afternoon. It's eighty one degrees here right now. Uh, for me, it is yep eighty one, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's cloudy out right now. Yeah. So, what? Uh, I know you talked about the potential coming up, but where do you see your blinds in the next five years? That's a that's a tough question to ask. Where I hope to see my blinds in the next five years mm-hmm. um, is everywhere. I I really hope that that G one can expand and and get involved with more nonprofits and and more outfitters that take disabled hunters on hunts. And that was that's kind of my my hope and my goal. And and I, I've got a I've got a pretty good connection, you know, with a few folks and, and mm-hmm. my hope is to get some blinds down in Texas where they can hunt year round mm-hmm. and they, and they they take a lot of folks on hunts. 
Um, they take a lot of disabled hunters out. They take a lot of veterans out. Yeah. And, and my hope is to every so often load a trailer full of blinds and take them to an outfitter in Texas. Nice. Uh, and, and kind of outfit those guys that, that focus on taking disabled outdoorsmen out and hunting and kind of, kind of get involved with those guys and, and try to get some blinds on their properties and, uh, help them help disabled hunters get out there. Yep. It's amazing. You find one guy and then you got an entire market. You never even knew existed. It's, it's, I'm still kind of, you know, the shock hasn't really worn off, uh, from that to be quite honest of how all this came about and you know um i really i'll be honest i built a standard blind that has a standard 28 by 68 door Mm -hmm. um but i've kind of i've kind of decided that i'll still build those and i'll still put them out but my focus is going to be this just because one there's no market out there for it Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or there's other, there's not really anybody else out there doing it. Yeah. Um, and two, the ability to help folks get back out in the outdoors and, and, and enjoy it that may not otherwise be able to, mm-hmm. uh, it, that, uh, that's, that's where I'm going with this. Yeah. That's, that's why I want to focus on the one size fits all. If you notice on my website, that's what it says. Yep. Uh, because realistically, you don't have to be a disabled hunter to use my blind. You can take the ramp off of it and oh yeah, and still still go in and out of your forty two inch door. Yeah, think about that. I mean, you get to bring a lot of big stuff in there and not actually mm-hmm. hit the side of the door. Yeah, you. I mean, that's an <laughs> that's another. That's another point, right? You can still have your rifle thrown over your shoulder and walk in the blind without tink, tink, you know, yep. uh, hitting the barrel on the door because the door's so narrow. So, yep. you know, this one size fits all concept really, sorry to cut you off, that this one size yeah, fits all concept really, in my opinion, is the is the route and the direction I'd like to go just because it, it it's for everybody. It can fit, you know, it, it can mm-hmm. work for anybody and everybody in any situation. So, We'll still do the standard doors if that's what people want, uh, but but my focus is going to be on the the fully accessible blinds. Yeah. So with the doors uh, being that big, would you think about putting like a screen in a magnetic screen in there so it's dark enough that it'll stop the light, but it's open enough that you have that door wide open, you have the screen on it, breeze will roll through. You know, I. I mean, I guess that's a thought, really. But you yeah. think about it, you got you've got five big windows in there, so oh, you, plenty of breeze. You know, yeah, oh yeah, plenty, plenty. Nice. And and you know, if a guy wanted a, bur- a window in the door, I'll cut a hole in the door and put the window in the door too. Hey, that um, works. I ca- I called Jay and I and I asked him beforehand. I said, "Hey, do you see any reason to, to put a window in the door?" And he told me no. So I didn't worry about it. Uh, hey. But if a guy wants to be able to shoot through the door, rather yeah, three sixty rather than two seventy, I'll put him a thirty six inch window in the door too. That works. So, yeah. do you guys do custom paint jobs on it? Do you cut us uh, paint them to camo specs, or do you have straight black or anything? 
So that's another thing. That's another option that I haven't added on the website, which, which I need to put on there. Yeah. Um, still building the website. Uh, haven't fully finished that out, but so I can camouflage these blinds and I don't really advertise it a whole lot because, uh, it's a lot of work mm-hmm. <laughs> to be just quite honest. Um, I've looked at laminate textured laminate, um, overlay it's a it's a it's a laminate Mm -hmm. that they put over top of the panels that i use uh but quite honestly if i'm just being real honest in order to keep the pricing down there's no way we can we can go with that route because it's eight bucks a square foot yeah nope uh and you think about how many square foot are on that blind and at the price point we're at now I would never sell a single blind if I if I kept jacking the price up. Nope, paint them black and call it day, right? Well, you don't really want them to be black either. The thing oh, I like yeah. about the the gray, the thing I like about the gray is it reflects enough heat that it kind of keeps them a little bit cooler on the inside. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'll just be honest. The deer don't care what color that blind is as long as they as long as it's been sitting there for a minute and they can kind of get used to it being there. Oh yeah. Color, color is not a thing. I understand um, that. Now I do offer, I, I do have some stencils that I've ordered and I, and, and right now I won't disclose the company that I get them from, I, but I have some custom stencils that I'm happy to offer as an option. The gray with the mm-hmm. black stenciled camouflage pattern on the gray yeah, and, and just basically the whole blinds gray and black. Um, so, so that is an option and I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a, um, uh, an example piece to, to take photos of and put on the, on the website. Yep. So, so that, so that we can offer that option as well. And, and I was kind of, the reason I haven't put it on the website is because I was going to kind of surprise Jay with his number two blind that he's, that I'm in the process of building right now. Yeah, and I was going. I was going to camouflage that blind for him, um, and then I was going to do the reveal, and then add that to the website in that manner. Yeah. Um, so that's why I haven't really thrown that up there yet. Well, the good news is it takes a little bit for these episodes to pull out, so you got plenty <laughs> of time. Oh yeah, we'll have this one. We'll be uh, hopefully in three or four weeks. We'll be delivering Jay's second blind to him and getting it set up for him and. All right. And uh, hopefully we've got some more on order All right. uh, for, for by then. So other than Jay and uh, how many other disabled individuals had, do you have as clients basically lined up or have you delivered? Uh, I haven't. Um, so like I said, this all kind of just really, really come to fruition just a couple months ago. So, okay. yeah, so we, we really uh, – Jay, <laughs> for lack of better words, Jay was my um, uh, my guinea pig, if you will. <laughs> I, but if he likes him, I'll take him. <laughs> he's 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 uh, he's quite happy with it. Thank goodness. Um, I really I really focused on making sure that this blind was. Um, yeah, I, I learned a lot along the way, and so we're really gonna advance real rapidly over the next next couple weeks months nice 
So how much do the blinds on average cost? So the handicap accessible blind with the full 42 inch door, um, without the ramp, we're going to be at forty five ninety nine. I think they are. Uh, if you want the ramp, add two hundred bucks to it because the, the aluminum is is quite pricey mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, so forty seven ninety nine for the aluminum ramp. So with the ramp, yeah. I mean that's and and you know I know forty seven ninety nine is a lot of money, mm-hmm. but within within a reasonable distance, that's going to include your delivery fee too you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um you're getting all the bells and whistles yeah i mean i'm bringing for that price i'm bringing the blind to you i'm setting it up you know within a reasonable distance now if we get outside you know to 250 miles then we may have to talk about a, a per mileage um, yes. yeah fee just to just to help cover some of the fuel costs but but outside of that i mean yeah it's 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 start to finish delivered to your property pretty much. Nice. Uh, see, you know. So, do you think this, you obviously are all in on this business now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. And absolutely. you getting customers on a daily basis then, I take it? Or? I get I get calls on a daily basis. And, and you know, I'll be honest with you. I get a lot of people frowning at, at the cost. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. I mean, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when I started this, my whole intention was to keep the pricing down. So so here's another thing that I'm doing, and, and I'll go ahead and put this out there. I'm going to build another blind, exact same blind, exact same dimensions, exact same ramp, exact same everything, um, with the exception of the panels themselves are going to be the, the LP smart side. Mm-hmm. which will significantly reduce the cost of these blinds. Um, that I'm going to offer a, offer that as an option for folks that don't want to spend $47.99 yeah. uh, for a blind. What I guess the biggest part, the biggest thing to consider um, with the G1 blinds as they are right now is the panels themselves. Uh, this is a, it's a marine grade Comatex half inch solid sheet yep. of pure PVC. It'll never go anywhere. Yep. And, and so at 200 bucks a sheet at my cost, you know, it, it adds up quick. So it takes yep. eight of those to build a blind, right? So, you know, you're, you're. You're at 1600 just for that, just for the, just for the panels. Hey. Cost make for a high quality product. Somebody was saying this. Up, I remember this quote somewhere. Someone was saying, "Well, can you bring the price down?" No, because you're paying for quality, not for cheapness. If you wanted cheap, you'd get the really cheap thing that you don't like. Well, there's an old adage, right? You get mm-hmm. what you pay for, and, mm-hmm. and I and I and I know that not everybody can afford these blinds. Yeah, um, no. and and. And that's why I'm going to offer the the LP Smart Side as a as a, a cheaper version. Um, the the thing about it though, these outfitters, it, it let's just say we've got a we've got an outfitter in in South Carolina that mm-hmm. their main focus is taking disabled outdoorsmen out. Um, 
he's going to be able to use that blind for the next 20 plus years without having to do anything to it. Nice. Um, it, they'll last forever. That that's the thing about that material is it's there for life. Um, and so I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to skimp on quality of products and I didn't want to use the cheapest things I could find out there to throw yeah. together what I would call a pretty blind. Uh, I wanted to build something that was going to actually, yeah. Yeah. Last three or 30 years. And if you need to replace something on it, it's something small, not the whole thing. Absolutely. Right. I mean, 10 years from now, if you've got to put some silicone around an edge, I mean, I, you know, that's uh, that's a lot easier than replacing. You know, that's that's the other thing, right? You You can go out and you can buy some of these other name brand blinds and, and that's all great fine and dandy but yeah in five in five years if you have to buy another one because that one's not it's not holding together like it was when you bought it yeah i mean i understand that so so is there do you want to tell anybody where to reach you at yeah yeah um you can look us up on G1 Outdoors LLC.com, uh, or you can give me a call, uh, 318-237-3587. Uh, and I'm happy to answer any questions or talk to anybody anytime to, you know, and I'm open for suggestions. Yep. Um, so, so if there's somebody out there that needs something specific for them or, um, something they don't see on the website or, or something they need added to accommodate them specifically. I'm all up for a challenge and I'm all up for accommodating to folks that need that may need that. Nice. Well, thank you again coming on Ronnie. It's been a great fun learning about G one outdoors blinds. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. I know we talked a little bit beforehand and you told me this is your first podcast. How'd I do? <laughs> Uh, you know, um, how did I do? <laughs> you, did, you did good. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, it's a little nerve wracking, you know, this whole thing is, is, uh, you know, this side of the business is something I'm not used to. So, um, I'm kind of a worker, so I'm used to being down in the trenches doing things and, um, you know, sitting on podcasts and talking to people about a product is, is it, it, I'm learning. So, yeah. um, but thanks for having me. Uh, and I appreciate all the questions and the ability to to really just be honest and speak with people about uh our product and our goal and where we're going with this business and and what we hope to do right well thank you again for coming on and telling us about your company your product and how it's gonna hopefully change the future and uh hopefully we get to talk to you in the future so remember stay adaptive